Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with best-selling author, speaker, and motivational coach, April Joy Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and a single parent at 32. Through all of her challenges, she's gone from tragedy to triumph. She'll help you to do the same. Get empowered by taking a holistic approach. Now, here is your host, April Joy Ford. Did you guys know that only 60 people in the world can recall every single day in their life? So while I introduce them, I want you guys to think, what would it look like if you, you know, you could remember every single day of your life dating back all the way back to your childhood? What would your life look like today? So again, our episode today is with um, our author, Frank Healy, calling in from New Jersey. And he is a 56-year-old licensed professional counselor and life coach. He remembers every day of his life since he was six and is classified by the University of California as having, hopefully I'm saying this word right, hyperthymesia. It basically stands for highly superior autobiographical memory. And this includes the day of the week, the weather, the news, and personal events for the past 50 years. Remembering every day of his life has its good and bad points. The good points were that he remembers all of the fun that he's had in his life. However, the bad points include the memory of every Bad day at work, romantic breakups, along with the feelings that accompany the memories. He had to learn how to release the bad feelings, learn from the memories, and empower himself. This fueled the desire to help others do the same. And although most of us do not remember every single day of our life, we all have memories that we need to Heal. So before I bring on Frank with us today, let's say hello to some of our regions out here in the United States. We have Randolph, Massachusetts, Surrey, Wisconsin, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, Washington, D.C., Ripon, Wisconsin, Phoenix, Arizona, Santee, California, Los Angeles, California, Bellevue, Washington, just to name a few. And of course, all the way across the oceans, we've got Japan, United Kingdom, China, Swindon, Iran, Australia, Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, Philippines, New Zealand, just to name a few uh, regions out there. Welcome to another episode here on You're Not Alone. Frank, welcome as our guest today. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, tell our audience, what is, tell us a little bit more about hyperthymesia. Am I saying that right? Yes, you're saying it right. Well, what it means is that you have what a superior recall of each episode in your life each day. Now, it started 50 years ago, if you do the math. Like I, one time I was homesick from school for a week in kindergarten, February, March 1966. And my uncle down the street had just given me a calendar for that year. So what I did was, as I looked at it, I plugged in with a, with a visual a picture as well as imagine playing the tune, coming on tune for everything that would be on primetime TV that night, which I already had connected to the days of the week. So that by the end of that week, I realized I had the entire year memorized as wow. far as what day of the week every day would be. <laughs> wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and then as the years went by, I made mental notes each day about 
what day it was, what was happening, anything I heard about on the news, the weather where in my area, and personal events. Mm-hmm. Now, did you, I mean, as a kid, you know, you're, you said you're only, you know, six or seven years old. Did you think that you were different or you, you just thought everybody else had this ability like you? Well, I was only a few months into it when, uh, when this man, a friend of the family, told me, I told him about, yes, on Thursday, August 4th, my dad and my brother and I were out at the bay at the shore in a rowboat, and we dropped an oar. And he said to me, do you realize not everybody knows what they did each day? Like, I didn't know what I did on August 4th. So yeah. that quickly I knew that I was different. Wow. Okay. Now, how did you have your family, if it was your your parents or um, other relatives, how did they support you with, you know, knowing this? Well, they always... Uh They'd always they'd always ask me dates and different things. And in fact, even right now, my parents and aunts and uncles, uh, all in their seventies and eighties, now occasionally when they when I see them, they'll say something like, "Oh, I had a date for Frank." You know, they wanted to know what when something either when something happened or what happened on a certain date or year. So, and they. Uh, well, I was always encouraged to be a good student. We were an academically oriented family. And one like one thing that was a little hard about it was people would have all these misconceptions about what career I should have. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Or they're quizzing you, like, well, what happened on this day? <laughs> like you're a yeah. historian. Well, that's the fu- that was the fun part. <laughs> But they, uh, and that's when they had me over the university. That's part of what they did. They asked me things like, uh, when was the Exxon Valdez oil spill? And I would say, yeah, Friday, March 24th, 1989. Or else they'd ask me, what happened on March 8th, 1983? And I'd say, it was a Tuesday, and it was the day that President Reagan called the Soviet Union an evil empire. <sighs> So I would remember all these. I apologize for anyone from the Russian provinces who are listening. You're all great. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you said only 60 people. I think that was in your bio that only six, 60 people have um, been classified by the university w- with this. Yeah, 60 people from the United States, including a couple of, uh, of young fellows who were, it was discovered when they were 11 years old. They're now 13. And... And there's also been some discoveries in other countries, like there's a few people in Australia they know about that can do it now. But as far as the university, that's who they tested and, you know, people who, and I've I've become friendly with some of them, so it's it's a lot of fun to get together and quiz each other. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine what that that looks like. Well, tell us about your, some of your books that you have written and why did you write these books? Well, I decided that at first it was, well, in fact, it was 11 years ago tomorrow when I first decided to write a memoir about how I memorize and all. And that was my first book called Living with a Phenomenal Memory. And then I thought the, the, mem- the memory field, as far, as far as how to memorize things, that field is a little overcrowded with publishing, although I did write available on Kindle Memory Quiz, What Kind of Learner Are You?, which is about 
using your own style to improve your memory. And uh, I, I also, you know, then I, I was at a conference in 2012, a writer's conference in Philadelphia, and somebody, and I thought, why don't I take the profession that I do have, counselor and coach, and help people heal the pain from the memories, because I had to do so much of that myself, release the feelings. Mm-hmm. And so that started a book, uh, Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life, and I call myself, my last name is very conducive to that, so I started <laughs> calling myself Frank Healy, the memory healer. There you go. <laughs> Who said you needed branding for that? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, how how did you go about your journey in healing? I mean, was it more of something that you just came across on your own? Or did you have a coach and a mentor? Because I can only imagine when, like you said, you had the good memories as well. But what about the quote unquote bad memories that you remembered and having those bad feelings? What did you do? And how did you learn? Well, it was kind of around 16 years old, I kind of figured out for myself that I have a lot of emotional garbage, remembering a lot of bad things and can still produce the feeling as if it were happening right now, the event. And so I started, I taught myself something that's similar to the Sedona release method, just uh, noticing the feeling and letting it go. And I also discovered that you can learn a lot from memories. I have so many memories, and what if I could teach myself something from every one of them? And that turned into the second book, which is The uh, Ultimate Guide to Healing Your Past, which is all about learning from your memories. And then I thought, well, let's make a hat trick out of this, three books, and thought empowering yourself. Everybody wants to empower themselves these days. So I thought, well, yeah, you can, even from memories that seem to cripple you, you can grow and develop. Well, April, you know yourself. I, as I interviewed you mm-hmm. and a lot of other amazing people for this book, as well as my other two, I mean, I've interviewed people who were, uh, who were bullied in school, people who had to change their career and life path because of physical injuries, and I've interviewed people who were abused, raped, molested, and people who had a lot of naysayers when they were trying to establish a career path and still made it. So, yeah. so that's your really upcoming book, right? Amazing empower, people. empower Yourself Through Your Memories. That's the upcoming book. That's right. Okay. Well, uh, before we go on break, can you share a little bit more going back to, like you said, this you basically had to learn on your own because of, you know, in your words, all this emotional garbage that you had recalled and still remembered since you have this amazing um, memory. And one of it is like just moving energy. Not a lot of people are familiar with that. You mentioned like the Sedona release method. Uh, Are there any other practical methods that you can share with our audience today as far as something that they can do as far as healing some emotional trauma? Well, a lot of it is what I do with my clients who I counsel is changing your beliefs around. Mm -hmm. If you discover what beliefs about yourself, about people, and about life and the world that you develop through traumatic memories, changing them around to a more empowering belief. So say if you were, uh, say if in school you were a kid who wasn't real popular, so your belief is you're not good with people and maybe you're... 
So maybe you ought to just uh, be a loner. But then you discover you don't really like that. So then you could change it to, okay, your belief could change to, okay, well, maybe back then I just didn't know how to relate to that kid culture. Maybe now I can learn how to relate to people better and be more sociable. And you start with that belief. And when you have that, that'll fuel you to learn what you want to know and develop. Right. I I totally believe on the mindset that we have and the thoughts that we have and uh, molding our perceptions and beliefs, because once we have that, it leads to our decisions and actions. So let's go ahead and take our break. And we'll be talking more with Frank Healy uh, on some more methods on healing with our memory. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you have adversity or challenges in your life weighing you down? Are you sick and tired of feeling depressed, down, and just plain unhappy? Get yourself out of this rut. Take action. Break through the barriers in your life and gain the confidence that you deserve by downloading the free ebook You Are Not Alone at MyJoyAgain.com. This book will help you to create your own blueprint to rise above life's challenges and discover the power inside you. Start smiling again, enjoy life, and feel empowered that you can face anything that is in front of you. Visit MyJoyAgain.com for the free ebook or text to 38470. The keyword, joy. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April Joy Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call into 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. We are back, and you guys know that I am a firm believer on taking a holistic approach, mind, body, soul, and emotions to be able to break through your barriers and not letting your um, setbacks hold you back. So if you're ready to create your blueprint for success, go ahead and text the keyword JOY to 38470 or subscribe at myjoyagain.com. Again, it's 38470, text the keyword JOY. Or go to myjoyagain.com to have a healthy mind, healed body, and a happy soul. So back with our guest today, Frank Healy. He is one in 60 people in the United States that has been certified 
into having hyperthymesia, that's basically highly superior autobiographical memory, and he remembers every single day of his life since he was six years old. So for the past 50 years, he has remembered every single day of his life. So before the break, Frank, we talked about some of the modalities or methods that you have used to simply heal from a memory, because we know that not all experiences that we have through life are not the happy, most enjoyable ones. For specifically talking about trauma and adversity, how do you heal from those memories? You talked about some energy releasing methods, um, as well as changing our beliefs. Um, is there any more that you wanted to add to that? Well, I think in uh, my previous book, Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life, I have, by the way, all, the, all of these books are going to have some exercises that you can do. And uh, there's a method, a method I created where you pick a happy memory and pick a, an unhappy memory, and you go into a meditative state, and then you remember as much, dwell on as much detail about the good memory, then switch to the bad, but maybe only for a couple minutes. And then go back to the good. And when you're bouncing back and forth that way, I found through a lot of through a lot of doing this with clients and different people that the good feeling will overpower the bad feeling. So that it can be when where you think of the unhappy memory, it'll be just like you'll remember what you saw and what you heard, but the feelings won't be there anymore. It's like you've released them out of your system. Mm-hmm. And are you a big proponent when it comes to journaling, something simple and practical like that? If you know meditation may not be something that some of the audience or listeners are, are used to or accustomed to, um, just to start, would you say doing a simple exercise such as meditate, um, journaling would help them? Yeah, well, I think yes, I think that would help them, and. I'm also working on a Udemy course, but I'm thinking maybe I could include a link in, in empower empower yourself through your memories too, where they, they could get where there could be guidance from a video, mm. especially for as you said, people who've never done done it before, done meditation before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, tell us, you know, what kind of memories you know can someone use to really empower themselves i mean do we just we can't just pick and choose um which ones are the happy moments right i mean we can still learn from the you know the the adversities and curveballs that we go through so how how would one go through this process well uh i could actually give a cup cite a couple of examples from the book i interviewed a man, Claudia Rossellino, who is now the baseball coach at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, and he wanted to have a career in baseball since he was eight years old and went to his first game, but there were people he worked with on different teams who stopped him, and much of his family told him to grow up by the time he was in his mid-twenties and get a real career, And uh, but that made him even more determined, you know, so... You know, some people empower themselves by using what naysayers say to uh, to become even more determined to do it. And people who've been abused in any way, often a way you you can empower yourself with that is to become more compassionate, especially towards others who've been mm-hmm. through the same thing. And then a lot of uh, 
I've interviewed people who counsel rape victims, and they went through it themselves. So a lot of it is helping. And the, the young lady I interviewed who was bullied beyond belief in middle school and high school and now makes speeches all over the country in schools, uh, advocating. She even did one on a German television station a couple years ago on how to... Uh, on convincing kids to not bully because what the horrific effects are, are for the victim. Right, right. And that's really empowerment, like you said, um, when it comes to turning your tragedies into helping other people and being more compassionate and having that space and capacity within yourself to be on, you know, understanding. And that's why I, I call it the little gold. You know, there's always gold to be discovered in life's challenges and finding the beauty in those boulders of adversity. And, you know, nobody wants to go through being bullied or having, you know, negative naysayers or, or being abused. But it, you know, if you get through the process, there is gold to be discovered through it. Yeah, that's right. So, so it's great to really, the title of one of my chapters in my second book is yeah, we all have good days and bad days, or do we? Because it's like <laughs> right, when, right. when you turn a memory into a learning or you empower yourself with it, then it's no longer a bad memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, so, what, what if the, uh, you know, what if people out there who can't relate to the dramatic instances that we're referring to you know my case you know I, I can totally relate to the abuse part and losing a loved one becoming a widow but what if it's somebody just listening out there is like oh my gosh I, I haven't gone through such adversity but you know all of us go through some sort of hiccup in life how can they um, still empower themselves well I think with uh, I devote a whole chapter to to that and in my upcoming book, Empowering Yourself, it's, it's where, you know, what if your memories were not that dramatic? And even something like a painful romantic breakup or the loss of a parent growing up, you know, can, be, can be still be something that you can heal from and empower yourself by. You know, you, you, know, you don't need to have had anything dramatic happen to still have things where you, that you have strong feelings about. So really the the book and empowering yourself are really for everybody. Okay. And can you share a little bit of those? Like you said, each book has its own um, unique uh, assessment or exercise or quiz. What would be an appropriate quiz for somebody in that, you know, audience that that's not so dramatic? Well, the exercise I just described can still work for a memory that, was maybe painful for you, but maybe people on the outside couldn't understand it because it doesn't seem that bad, and people might say, just get over it. And, you know, by the time you finish reading The Ultimate Guide to Healing Your Past, you could become really good at extracting meaning from memories. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ask yourself the question, from any memory or any incident that happens to you now, it's, you know, you ask yourself, what can I learn from this? And sometimes the answer won't come right away, but eventually, you know, you, our brains are made to answer questions. Mm-hmm. So you keep asking your brain the same question. It will come up with an answer. What can I learn from this? 
Now, right. I guess uh, an everyday example might be somebody who gets fired from a job from in one particular field, but then decides to go into a different field and does really well, so they learned about what their niche is and isn't. Mm, okay, okay. Perfect. Now, how, how have you counseled people since you are, you know, both a counselor and a life coach when it comes to dealing with um, triggers, whether it's a mental trigger of a, that's triggering a trauma or maybe a physiological um, trigger, like within our body, since our, the cells in our bodies also have a memory? How do you walk somebody through that process of dealing with triggers? Well, a lot of times, you, uh, the first thing to do would be to take a couple deep breaths and uh, immediately think some thoughts that ground yourself into the present moment, such as make a look at something, like if there's some nice-looking flowers nearby or something, or, just, or make a mental note if you're a more cerebral person. Maybe make a mental note of what day, where you are, what day it is, and what's really happening. Because a lot of times with triggers, the feelings come up before the actual picture of mm-hmm. what the incident was. So, you know, it could be like maybe you were at a funeral and a bunch of people tapped you on the left shoulder to get your attention and offer condolences. Then a couple years later, you're at a party having a good time and someone taps you on the left shoulder to get your attention. You immediately feel sad and mournful at a party. So with that, just remind yourself where you are and then, but, but another important thing to do is, might seem ironic, but to just accept and tell yourself, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. And do I want to feel this way and what can I do? And, you know, because sometimes it might be a day or two before the incident comes and you could do the exercise I talked about. But for the moment, just accept how you're feeling, but then ground yourself in the moment. And, of course, there's nothing wrong with after you've done that. Step three could be go and do something that you enjoy Mm, to, to get yourself back in a good state. Right. And that works well, too, when you're trying to change your mental um, state as well as your physiology. When you have movement in your body, I mean, just chemically, you're inducing those chemicals in your brain, too. Yes, that's right. Sometimes when you let, when you let go of a feeling, it can, it can actually feel inside like your body is reacting. Right. It's right. like I've, I mean, I've read story, true stories of people in sessions who did things with magnets to get rid of something your body might be holding on to, and they actually felt a pop or something when the feeling left them, and it, that's usually less dramatic than that, but since sometimes you just, you just, it's just where you realize you don't feel anything in particular, which is better than feeling distressed. Like you think okay. back, you say, then think back on the memory and the fe- the strong feeling just isn't there anymore. Okay. Well, let's walk our audience through the four-step process that we normally go through each week as far as healing and maybe integrate it both in what you teach. And the first is to, 
you know, when we recognize kind of like what you said earlier, bringing awareness to where you really are and reference point on regrounding yourself and two is responding. And that could probably relate to some of the methods uh, you've used, whether it's uh, meditation or breathing um, techniques and being aware of your beliefs. And the third is to reevaluate as you continue through this process of healing and releasing your memory. And the fourth is rebalance. What can you speak on that fourth piece, Frank, on rebalancing the relationships external to us, you know, who brings meaning and value to us, as well as having that healthy relationship with ourselves, having that mindset and thought process? Well, I think there's really a few ways that you can rebound. One is to tell yourself, as, as if, like, be your own life coach at that fourth step, and you could say, "Okay, you got through that and you healed it. Good job." And now you know, now you know that any time something like that or that, or you have an incident of that caliber again, or another memory comes up like it, you know you can get, you can handle it. That's one way, and uh, another way would be to think of some ways that you could use your, that you can learn from it, and think of, okay, how can I apply this, this learning? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And, uh, so, yeah, that's and very could, empowering. That could mm-hmm. actually change your whole life path sometimes. Right. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and take our break, and we'll, we'll be speaking more with Frank on his upcoming release. It is titled, Empower Yourself Through Your Memories. Be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph, from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence. Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org. We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for the Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to do all of those things that you always said you'd do in your life. What's stopping you? 
Is it other people, your environment, fear? What could give you a push? Tune in to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. Our show is all about taking risks and turning them into positives and personal gain. We'll help your inner voice speak up and get you out of that comfort zone. Raising the Bar can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com tuned into you are not alone to reach april joy ford or her guest on today's program you may call into 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 if you'd rather send april an email her email address is april j ford at joys now back to you are not alone how to rise above life's challenges we are back, and we are talking about an interesting topic today. What if you could remember every single day of your life since you were a child? And we all know that we go through curveballs and adversities in life, and not everything is uh, butterflies and rainbows with all the good memories. But our guest today, Frank Healy, is a professional counselor and life coach, and he's really sharing some tools, tips, and techniques on how we can really empower ourselves to heal from all of our memories, good, and I'm putting bad in quotes, quote unquote, bad memories, because it's really about empowering ourselves and teaching ourselves what can we learn from all our memories. So Frank, how can someone who feels less empowered now than they did when they were younger benefit from your book? Well, one way is to discover, instead of just feeling sorry for themselves and just keep thinking things like, uh, I used to be a real powerful school principal or maybe a police chief, and now I'm just retired and uh, you know, I, m- I miss all that authority. Like they might decide to become the president of their local chamber of commerce or you know, do something where they get those needs still met or somebody who used to be more athletic, uh, but now maybe they have an injury that could still, with the work of a physical therapist and a trainer, learn how to do exercise that still, where they still get that same good feeling of having worked out and enjoy the movement. So... It's moving it into context, which is the key there. Mm, Okay. Well, it kind of touches on the points that we talked about in um, the previous segment to our show today. It goes back to maybe some of your beliefs, right? Your mindset and your thought process, because you can get into this loop of, well, I used to be, and you're kind of stuck in the past, and that you know, limits how you basically live your life today. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree with that. And it does come back to the same idea of changing your beliefs. If you just keep thinking, can't, can't, can't now, well, what I, a lot, many people believe, myself included, that whatever you believe, whether you think you can or can't, you're right either way. So it's probably good to think about what can I still do that'll get these same wants and needs met that I used that I used to do. Like how can I still feel the satisfaction by doing something, doing something now that 
that I'm still capable of, and then you start, and that puts you into that I can again, and and it could also be a fun journey of self exploration, figuring out what you still can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about some real life um, situations that you have dealt dealt with with your um, clients, and you referred to some of the stories that you've shared in your book series. Yeah, for example, what about bullying at school? How can someone empower themselves if they were bullied at school? Well, someone who's already who's already grown up, they can tell themselves that. Well, well, actually, I I guess I'll begin with when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. When I interviewed Katie Eck, who is Kate McHugh in my book, she got married since. She was. Uh, she told me when I interviewed her for empowering yourself that she always held on to this hope. And this, not, not more than just hope, this belief that life will get better. And that got her through a lot of, uh, a, a lot of suffering in school. And so starting in college, she did a lot better. She was class president one year, and now she counsels people and uh, gives the bullying talks and lives on a farm with her husband, raising animals and crops. So has a very happy life. And so and it's important... When you grow up, if you were bullied, examine your beliefs and re- change your beliefs and your sort of paradigm about your place in the world. Like right now, you know, like I'm no longer I no longer have to be somebody who's bullied. I can be a friendly person or someone with I can decide to have confidence and you know and be and be someone who's good with people and is confident and. And that, that'll improve your life drastically. Right. And it's just changing your posture and your stance, too, from a victim to, you know, somebody victorious or a victim, or another word is a survivor, when you take that turnaround statement. Yes, that's right. And it, so along with that goes, you can give yourself a lot of self-respect because you got through this and came out ahead. Now, what about, yeah, you were giving some ideas or references in your book about bullying, but I think you had another one in the workplace as well, right? Yes, I interviewed this lady who was actually a counselor and was being bullied in her workplace. And uh, she, well, she has since gone to another job and taking action certainly helps to get away from the situation, but she... She used strengths, emotional strengths that she had developed because her family was hard on her too, thinking that she wasn't tough enough and would never make it in the world. So they used to give her a hard time to try and toughen her up. And she's now real successful in her career and uh, is a very happy lady. So even if you're the one, well, one advantage that adults have is that if they're being bullied in their workplace or somewhere, it doesn't have to be their whole world. They can be, you can be broad-minded enough in your thinking to have other places you interact with where you get treated well and feel good about what you're doing. And you could even st- feel good about your work, even if there's trouble with the coworkers. Mm. Well, that so just triggered a memory. Way. Right, right. Um, but what about, since we're talking about bullying, but not necessarily just to this topic, 
um, when it comes to raising our own kids, you know, for myself, I'm a parent and for listeners out there, um, for you, you know, you remember every single day of your life since you were a child. Now, how can we empower the parents listening out there who are raising their kids now to um, cope with some of the memories that their kids are going through today? Well, there's a lot of things. You can teach your kids to uh, to assess the situation in, in a more rational, grounded way. Like with kids and especially teenagers, being popular is so much of is everything. So it can they can let themselves get hurt more. And I think uh, you know, telling them how great they are, they probably won't believe you anyway if they're going through some hard times with bullying at school. But what you can do is teach them to walk confidently and to, and to not take in and believe everything that's being told to them because the best way you can stop a behavior of someone is to ignore it. And the bullies would like to see them react and get upset. So and you can have some, they could have some positive thoughts in their head which can help them to ignore the bullying when it starts. And sometimes when that happens, the other kids will try harder at first but if the kid continues to not react, eventually they'll move on to someone else and leave them alone. Mm. There's okay. ways. And that also holds for cyberbullying, which is big in the world today. It's like, you know, when you can learn, teach, teach them to, if a, you know, you don't have to read all your messages. And if something is the slightest hint of bullying, just ignore it and delete it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now, and even, and even if I right before bed or when you need to get homework done, stay away from the phone and the computer where something could be on there that would upset you. Right. Okay. So just to recap again, to empower our kids is really to assess the situation, which is recognizing it and to have positive reinforcements of words or affirmations and encouragement. But also, I think maybe another thing to add is to uh, give them permission to acknowledge their emotions and not really um, negating them just because they're having a quote-unquote negative emotion. You know, if they're angry about a situation, then that's a valid feeling for them. You can't tell another person how they should feel if they're mad or sad, but really acknowledging their emotions. Yeah, so I think it's ironic that when you do acknowledge an emotion, it actually loses its grip on you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. good to acknowledge if you're angry or sad or anxious. I even tell some of my clients this who have panic attacks. The first thing to do is acknowledge that it's there, and the worst thing to do is to try and fight it, because then you're putting more pressure on yourself, but... Acknowledging whether it's a feeling of anger, accepting that, that you're having it and that it's okay to have that feeling can make you, can actually make you gain more control over it. Right. And I believe I shared this on my show before or on social media, my YouTube video. I shared how I was able to kind of do a self-check on how I can tell if I've healed from a situation. Um, giving an example, like when I lost my husband six years ago, Um, I could tell I healed from my grieving because at one point in time, I couldn't even um, have a conversation about my husband. I couldn't look at pictures without 
having such a strong, excruciating pain, and obviously it, it would express the pain through tears and 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 sobbing and all that. But now going through the process of healing and being healed, I can remember and recall or even see a memory and have more of a joyful stance and state of gratitude of of more of having that memory in my life and not just reflecting on the pain. And I, and I think I've shared that with people just to kind of help gauge them in their process of how can you really tell, you know, how much you've gone through as far as the healing process. And you can kind of gauge how you have that emotional tie to that memory. Yes, well, I think that, you know, as there are stages of mourning. And when you've gotten to the point where when you think about your lost loved one, you're more you're you're happier that they were in your life than you are mm-hmm. sad that we're that they're gone. You've reached the final stage, which is called acceptance. I mean, you also can go through denial, anger, anger. bargaining, where you mm-hmm. think about things a lot, and then the sadness. But when that's when you've really healed, and you know, you'll he'll always be in your heart. And anyone out there who's lost a loved one, they'll always be in your heart. But when you've reached April stage, then you know you've, you've healed and you can still feel a, ni- a nicer connection to, the, to your loved one when you just smile and be happy with memories of them. Right. So how is it for you, Frank, since you remember every single memory, when you recall a memory and say that at that particular moment in time, it was a painful memory, is it more of just a memory like you're just reading you know, a newspaper update versus, oh, it's it's taking you back to that emotional state since you remember it so much? Well, I think as I learned to heal the painful feelings, a, lo- a, lo- a lot of the past memories, I, of course, I very conveniently hold on to the good feelings from the good <laughs> memories. <laughs> but when I think of the negative memories, it's more like, okay, it happened and it's kind of a, not, not a real connection, emotional connection there anymore. And then I'll think, well, I did learn from this, and that's more important to sort of benefit from what I learned from the memory than to feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, there's only, like you said, there's only 60 people, including you, that have been identified in the world to have this type of memory. But maybe for the rest of us, the rest of the population, the normal population, <laughs> I think it's more of like a survival mechanism within us to suppress some of those harmful um, memories just so that we can survive through it. Well, yes, in a lot of ways, forgetting can be a good or suppressing can be a can be a defense. Uh, yeah, forget- short term. I think short term, but eventually it, it's going to resurface um, somewhere in your life again until it heals. Well, that's true. You know, if you just suppress a memory, then it will come back in some way. It's kind of like you hear about someone in their twenties suddenly one day. A mm-hmm. picture of the face of someone who abused them suddenly appears in front of them, or they get a weird sensation in the body about it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it will come back. That's why suppressing is only a temporary band-aid right. for the wound. Right. Right. It's better to actually let go of the feeling. Then you mm-hmm. are, then you're really healed. There you go. Right. 
Right. Okay. Let's go ahead and take our last commercial break, and we'll be closing out with Frank Healy and more about his upcoming book when we come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you have adversity or challenges in your life weighing you down? Are you sick and tired of feeling depressed, down, and just plain unhappy? Get yourself out of this rut. Take action. Break through the barriers in your life and gain the confidence that you deserve by downloading the free ebook, You Are Not Alone, at MyJoyAgain.com. This book will help you to create your own blueprint to rise above life's challenges and discover the power inside you. Start smiling again. Enjoy life and feel empowered that you can face anything that is in front of you. Visit MyJoyAgain.com for the free ebook or text to 38470. The keyword, joy. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Most of us have experienced the loss of a loved one, be it a friend or family member. There are all kinds of questions and emotional pain that we go through, but you can move on. Listen for From Morning to Morning with Rabbi Mel Glazer. It doesn't matter what faith you are, or if you even have no faith, you are sure to find meaning in Rabbi Mel's words and personal experience, as well as that of his guests. From Morning to Morning airs live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April Joy Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call into 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. back. This is our last segment with our guest today, Frank Healy, and we have been talking about healing through our memories. Um, the last segment we did, we talked about, you know, how can you tell when you have healed through a memory and you can kind of gauge your emotional tie and your response to that? We briefly talked about suppressing is more of a survival temporary uh, mechanism. It's more of a band-aid, but the um, 
full way of healing through a memory is to release that emotion. So before we close today, Frank, let's talk just a bit more on some of the practical things that you have coached people with in their memories, you know, practical everyday things that people deal with, such as um, maybe going through a divorce. Yes, well, a lot of uh, people going through a divorce, it's... uh, I have this technique called dismantling of associations. It's like where you, uh, you know, it's a, it's a way of releasing feel when you start to feel really sad about about the divorce. How to uh, let go let go of that feeling and and how to and a big thing about that is it can be a divorce is it can be such an emotional roller coaster that it's important to accept how you're feeling and that one day you might feel okay, the next day you could feel devastated. And so it's, you go through a lot of emotions there. And when there's children involved, you worry about them. And, and of course, the best, way to, uh, the best way to help kids who are going through a divorce is to, to reassure them that it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And be realistic with them about how often they'll probably see each parent, but let them know they didn't cause it and it's not their fault and you realize it's going to be hard. And sometimes, and, you know, healing and rely, rely, of course, relying on your friends and the, uh, the support that you have in the world can help too, certainly. So if you combine that with, you know, recognizing your feelings and, uh, Letting some of them go if it's getting too painful. Uh, that's uh, those are the best ways to and accepting that you're going to have a lot of feelings in a divorce. Okay. And one last thing, uh, what would be something for somebody who's going through a major physical ailment? Well, a lot of it, re- relaxing and uh, visualizing your body healing can be helpful. And at the very at the very least, that can help your uh, help the progression of the disease slow down. And some people have been known to even be cured from that. The famous uh, writer for editor for the Saturday Evening Post, Norman Cousins, uh, he wrote wrote jokes for himself, watched sitcoms back in the seventies, and and then he lived for fifteen years later after he had a spinal abnormality and was given a death sentence. Mm. So, okay. yeah, and you can, so, so those are important. And I interviewed, uh, in Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life, I interviewed a man who had, who was going, was a champion juggler and performed in Atlantic City and sometimes in San Diego where he grew up. And he was, uh, you know, he, he was going for the world record of juggling seven bowling pins for 12 minutes. When one night on the way over to doing a show, walking along the street on a rainy night, he was hit by a truck. So he had to redo redo his Mm -hmm. whole life. He still teaches juggling now and has a salsa restaurant. And he's done a few other things with his life that were successful. Wow. Okay, Frank, I, I appreciate your time with us today on this week's show. Where can our listeners find out uh, when you are going to release the book, Empower Yourself Through Your Memories, and any other upcoming um, events that you have? Okay, well, there's as far as the release, there's two ways. You could go to my Amazon page, 
where I have a video where I'm interviewed as well as lists of events or go to my Goodreads, Amazon Goodreads page and probably the best place to find everything about my memory healing is to go to my website, uh, www.phenomenalmemory.com. All righty, everybody. I'm April Joy Ford here on Voice America with You Are Not Alone. I share my story and this show so that others can share their stories and have their glory so that others don't have to experience the extremities of what I face but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and faith and I give my love and light so that others can illuminate theirs. I share my joys and blessings so others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone and make sure you go to myjoyagain.com to receive your free copy of you're not alone or text the keyword joy to 38470 and i'll see you guys next week we appreciate your joining us this week for you are not alone Please tune in for another edition with host April Joy Ford next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to talk again next week.